Welcome to Winning Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. All right, welcome back, and the t- good racing continues. We're going to have two guests. It's the tale of two Toms tonight. Tom Lamara, who right now is on his way to West Virginia. He said he was going to stop off and do a little rafting trip. I'm not sure what that's all about. But uh, the uh, postponed Charlestown Oaks and Charlestown Classics will be run. It was looking uh earlier in the season that they were just going to cancel them, but it was just a postponement. Uh, so uh, again, uh, the Charleston classic grade two, 600,000 on the line. There's 6 million errors in the race. Uh, then the uh, two turn seven furlong Charlestown Oaks. That's a grade three, 200,000. They do have another nice 150 grander uh, called the dance to Bristol. So Tom Lamara will be helping us with that. And then uh, the other guy is very special to us because he publishes the Saratoga special. And uh, that of course is none other than Tom law. So Tom Lamara, Tom Law will be with us, uh, both of them uh, specializing in the races. Well, I'll have to ask them both what, uh, if you weren't a believer before, you'll be a believer now. The TVG Pacific Classic, we could see the coronation of a new champion. And that would be a horse that's had a dark shadow following around his whole career. None other than maximum security. In the race, uh, Abel Sedillo elected to break him out of the gate sharply. Uh, He kind of slowed down uh, at uh, about a quarter mile into the race after he got the lead, gave him a little bit of a breather. And then he just re-rallied in the Pacific Classic half a million dollar race at Del Mar. Winning you're in, Breeders' Cup Classic. He is going to the Classic. Uh, According to trainer Bob Baffert, uh, they haven't selected what race they're going to use as a prep uh, to get him in the Breeders' Cup Classic. But uh, it was kind of a uh, redemption. Uh, he really uh, just dusted the field in there. Sharp Samurai gave him a run for his money. My, uh, hat off to him because this is a turf specialist that uh, they moved to the main track, and he pretty much stayed with maximum security until Abel Sedillo said, let's go, boy, and go they did. Uh, Sharp Samurai did hang around for second over midcourt, who should have been the competition. He's the horse that just lost by a nose uh, to uh, maximum security in the San Diego handicap. Instead, Victor Espinosa took him off the pace. Uh, guess kind of left me scratching my head, especially after uh, he almost wired him in the San Diego handicap. He, he takes him off the pace. I don't know if that was a plan of action or the horse was a bit sluggish early, but uh, we'll uh, ask both of those boys to uh, weigh in on the Pacific Classic. Uh, 
just a lot of good races. I want to make sure that I do get the races in uh, that we covered, and then we'll get back to the national news because um, there's big stories breaking all week long. <laughs> all right, the Del Mar Oaks, that was a grade one. 11 of them going to post, and it was upset time in there. Uh, really, the top two at 19 to 1, Red Lark, an Irish bred trained by Patrick Gallagher. Oh, my mother Margo would add this one. Uh, Red Lark uh, got the job done at 19 to 1. And in the second spot was California Kook, who just came flying late from last place. Peter Miller trainee, 25 to 1. And uh, finishing third was Warren's Showtime, who was uh, one of the favorites at 7-2. to two. Then uh, we moved on to the Del Mar Handicap. United, the 3-5 to five favorite, upset time, winning in here, another red horse. This one, Red King, made a big move around the turn. And as Larry Colmness said, Red King rides himself to the Breeders' Cup, the, the uh, heralded Italian jockey who's just tearing up the West Coast right now, Umberto Rispoli, was aboard for this mile and three-eighths turf event. United did end up being second. Third was the another Irish bred, Originaire. And then on the card earlier in the day, we saw a really good stretch duel between Harvest Moon and Secret Keeper. Uh, Secret Keeper was very game on the lead. Uh, he's going to be tough next time out, but got caught by Harvest Moon and Flavian Pratt. That's three in a row for the daughter of Uncle Mo. Flavian Pratt was aboard for the last three wins. It was Secret Keeper in second, and Paige Ann finished third. But, man, that was an exciting race to watch, the grade three uh, Tory Pines. Uh, then we had the uh, grade two a Del Mar Mile Handicap. And the winner in here, Mo Forza. He didn't break well, but... Uh, but uh, he's not a speed horse. They took the blinkers off. Uh, Peter Miller trainee, another Uncle Mo. And uh, just uh, even though he didn't break, when the time came to do the run in this one-mile turf event, just split the leaders and quickly took the lead, lived up to his 6-5 to five favoritism. Uh, in the second spot at 14-1 to one was Restrained Revenge and finishing third, the uh, mystery horse, the Brazilian-bred royal ship, who is coming in off a wind skein of five races down in Brazil. And so we also went to the spa, Saratoga, who uh, will be racing right up to Derby Day, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it was the four-star Dave handicap. We said this was going to be a good one, and it was Halliday. A very well-bred son of Warfront out of a Tappet mare. Got its uh, coloring from the Tappet side out of high tap. Anyhow, 
uh, went wire to wire, was strong the whole way. This horse has always displayed good early speed. And so Halliday takes home the grade one four star Dave. Uh, putting in a big rally, but too late was uh, last year's uh, winner, Got Stormy, who's already earned $1.5 million. And third was Casa Creed. And then uh, in the Diana, now this was raced on Sunday. What a great ride by Javier Castellano for Chad Brown. Rushing fall at seven to five. Gets the job done for its backers. In there was Sister Charlie, who finished third behind Mean Mary, uh, who was sent by Luis Saez, who's uh, ridden it for four consecutive wins before this race. Mean Mary led uh, a daughter, Scat Daddy, but uh, the Grand Motion trainee could not get the job done again. The winner, rushing fall, very, very Impressive. And then uh, we did go to Monmouth Park for the Phil Isselin inquiry objection and reversal of order of finish. Uh, finishing in front was Pirate's Punch, but uh, he kind of intimidated <clears throat> uh, Warrior's Charge who got put in tight a little bit late. I'm sure there's people arguing about this, depending on which win ticket you had. Uh, I thought it could have gone either way, but it uh, eventually went the way of Warriors Charge, who did get put in tight. This horse always likes to run on the front end and is now five for five at a mile and a 16th. Again, this race at Monmouth Park in the third spot was Ball Harbor. So that is a look at the races we viewed last week. Don't forget, we're going to be bringing you a lot of good racing tonight. So Go and pull down your easy win forms from winning ponies to help you ferret out all of the winners. All right. Biggest news of the week, Kentucky Derby to be held without fans. Ah, uh, yep, not. They were saying, what, 40% then 14%. And as big as that track is, probably everybody could have their own box seat. But still... They're playing it on the safe side. They just decided not to do it. So like so many other tracks, um, it's uh, it's no fans. And uh, also the decision to run without fans includes Kentucky Oaks Friday, September 4th. And all live racing at Churchill Downs for Derby Week. Of course, we'll be covering all those races for you next week on Winning Pony. It will be an exclusive Kentucky Derby Day program. And if you did have tickets, well, you will uh, be able to cash them in and get your money back. So uh, the Preakness is now added to the Breeders' Cup challenge series because of the way that the deck has been reshuffled this year so uh there's uh, going to be consideration to the breeders cup in the preakness stakes as well i think there should and also they announced that the black eyed susan was added to the preakness day card normally it's uh run the day before the preakness but uh i guess they really want to boost that card so the quarter million dollar grade two black eyed susan will join the preakness on october 3rd if you're marking your calendars i know you got a uh, uh change them up a little bit this year for sure and also uh out of california 
they just won't let it go away. The California Horse Racing Board voted during a closed session to proceed with a complaint seeking the disqualification of Justify, even though we've been down this road plenty of times, uh, who tested positive for scoplamine and it was admitted uh, by uh, the agricultural industry that after testing all the hay that came from this one particular farm, that's what was responsible for the positive test. So it'll be an interesting case, but they're still messing with Justify, who uh, already has babies on the ground. So (laughs) anyhow, it's going to be interesting to watch. But don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, hard to believe I'm, I'm telling you this at the end of August, but we will be covering the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby next week on Winning Ponies. Another day to pull down those easy win forms. All right, so we just put 10 pounds in a five pound bag with news that you can use. Now we're going to take a little bit of a break and when we come back, we're going to be talking with Tom Lamara who covers the action in the Mid-Atlantic region and he is uh, rescheduled to go up and cover the races at Charlestown. So we're going to take a little break. I'm John Engelhart and you're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free. 1-866-472-5788 or send us an email at show at winningponies.com John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and with me, uh, the, the man who carries the torch for the smaller tracks in North America. The one, the only Tom Lamara. Uh, we're so sorry to see him move from Lexington, but he's got to do what he's got to do. Uh, you know, he used to be the, uh, 
the news editor for the Blood Horse. But since he's moved on, he's doing a great job covering the action in the Mid-Atlantic. And I know he had uh, been invited to cover the action at Charlestown uh, previous to this week, but they changed it. And Tom, for a while there, they weren't even sure they were going to run the races, were they? Well, when the pandemic, well, uh, when COVID hit, they, um, you know, realized that they couldn't run it um, originally scheduled in April. So they said that it would probably be rescheduled. Unfortunately, you know, the way that it worked out in West Virginia was that, you know, they had plenty of time to do it. And um, uh, racing started back, um, I think, in late May at Charlestown. And uh, so, yeah, so they rescheduled it, and it looks like everything's okay. You know, they've been um, they've been operating under strip pro- strict protocols. Um, you know, no jockeys can come in. If you want to run a horse, you have to turn it over to a trainer. Turn it over to a trainer that's already stabled there, and they need to use that trainer's grooms. So what's interesting about this particular classic program is that it's all local jockeys. It's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, I I have that in my notes. I find that kind of exciting. I think it's great for the local jockeys. Um, You know, look, and, you know, Charlestown's a little bit different than most tracks. I'm sure that a lot of your listeners know that. You know, it's six furlongs around. So when you go a mile and eighth, it's three turns. A mile and a sixteenth is three turns. Six and seven furlongs is, excuse me, six and a half and seven are two turns. So it doesn't hurt to have a local jockey on your horse who understands how to ride the track. It, you know, it's it's unique in the Mid Atlantic. There are tracks around the country that have that same configuration or close to it. But yeah, no. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's pretty interesting. I I like it. I like, you know, me, I root for the little guy, you know, uh, uh, you you know, the the working man's hero is something to be guys like Perry Utes and stuff are they're in my hall of fame. And so I, I just, I just like it when guys like this get a chance to ride for six hundred, uh, 200, $150,000. Uh, so, it, it's just it's it's neat to see for the for the little guy. Um, uh, looking at at the, these races, uh, there's horses that'll probably eventually become the favorite. But there's some interesting angles, and maybe we'll start we'll start looking at that. But before we move on to Charlestown, I got to get your read on the TVG Pacific Clan, uh, Classic. Uh, is Maximum Security finally? running away from the dark shadow that's followed him his whole career. (laughs) I think the horse was always really good. (laughs) So I don't think that he needs to run away from anything. Um, You know, I, 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 I don't really, I really don't want to say much about it because, um, you know, I've kind of focused a lot on the mid Atlantic since I moved here I watched the big races and around the country and stuff. And, but look, um, when the horse won the Kentucky, well, oh, excuse me. He didn't win the Kentucky Derby, did he? 
You finished I'm sorry. first. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that he was the best horse in that race, too. So, uh, no, I don't think he has to run away from anything. I really don't. And, um, you know, the Saudi Arabia thing, I guess, what, the test is still held up or something? They haven't paid the purse? Right. But Nobody really no, knows. I th- yeah, look, yeah, it's just a and, you know, freaks come along now and then. Granted, there were some circumstances involving that horse that, uh, you know, that were not necessarily pro-racing or pro-positive racing. But, you know, I, you know, the horse is the horse. And I think he's just a really good horse. <laughs> he really is. I, I'm just, he, he was really, ta- you know, his first race back, you, you know, well, you know, the, uh, he, uh, you know, from, you know, the Dubai bounce and he, he was tested in that San Diego handicap, uh, by midcourt who didn't run a lick, uh, that's, uh, last week, but, uh, this time he just blew him away with authority and it's, it's going to be an interesting breeders cup classic. I can tell you that. Well, let's move on to Charlestown. That's where you're going. We talked, uh, off, uh, Mike earlier and, uh, in the Charlestown Classic, that's the big one. Grade two, six hundred thousand. I believe their biggest race of their entire meet. Um, in this race, Tom, you got six millionaires. So that tells me people aren't afraid to ship and pick up a local jockey because, uh, well, they got six hundred thousand reasons to enter the race. Yeah, and you know the timing of this race is usually late April. So this is kind of an interesting placement for the race. They picked a spot, I guess, to try to get a pretty good field. And they did, um, you know, multiple shippers. Uh, there's, well, as you know, there's a couple of Ohio breads in this race. One of a millionaire. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, there's a couple horses in here who have run it, who have actually run in the class before uh, war story. Um, running oh, uh, to love you. Uh, yeah, he, he won, won it last classic, year. Yeah, won the classic last year. Really, really nice local horse. You know, he's kind of you know he's he's kind of flighty. He's had his issues, but um, you know him him winning wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, despite the quality of the field, but you know, so no horses usually come back. You know. Uh, researcher won it a couple times very early on when it started. Game on Dude, I think, ran in the classic two or three times, and a couple other horses have been, you know, have come back. So um, I do think it helps to have a race over the track, but when there's only like one or two in the race, eh, I'm not so sure that, you know, that, that that's necessarily a factor. Well, uh, in here, what I did was I kind of take my markers, I always do, and, you know, hit the highlights. But I really just went down and concentrated on the horses who, you know, competed in a lot of graded races. And we, the one that's probably won the most, but he seems to be off in form this year, is Mr. Money. Because he had a sensational 2019. 
I mean, he won 1.1 million, uh, half of his eight races, and uh, he usually did the races pretty much, uh, you know, with authority. You know, uh, he was picking off grade threes here and there, and then all of a sudden went to the Pe- Pennsylvania Derby and gets nipped the neck by who? Math Wizard, Math Wizard. who's also in this race. Yeah, um, actually, Mr. Money, the last time Mr. Money won, I was there at Mountaineer. He won the West Virginia Derby. And um, uh, I thought he ran a great race in the Pennsylvania Derby. And, um, you know, of course, he just got beat. And uh, it didn't go too well after that. Um, You know, um, what I... What intrigues me about Mr. Money is, you know, they cut him back to six and a half furlongs at Keeneland for that short July meet. You know, and look, the race won at 115. You know, he's used to kind of rambling up close, you know, in slower fractions. And he didn't run that badly. And uh, so now he's stretching back out. You know, this is three turns, which I'm sure – most people know what Charlestown is three turns for a mile. Uh, I'm sorry, a mile and an eighth. Um, it, it just wouldn't surprise me at all. But, you know, but, you know, running to love you likes the lead. Uh, there were other horses in here, although nobody inside of him that likes to run on lead. So I, it, Mr. Money would not surprise me at all. Really. No, he would not. No. Yeah. I, no. I, I, I I got to, to see him win the Indiana Derby, and he ran a huge 101 buyer that day. I think the horse to beat in here, Tom, is the, this uh, Safi Joseph's math wizard because uh, while he hasn't won yet this year, he looks like he's getting better every start. His speed figures certainly say that, and he, too— uh, like I said, he ran down Mr. Money in the Pennsylvania Derby by a neck. Uh, and so he's got that graded stakes experience, uh, but finished behind Mr. Money in both the West Virginia Derby and the Indiana Derby. So it'd be interesting to see if these two renewed the rivalry, but it just seems to me like Math Wizard is coming into this race in a real good form right now. And as you pointed out, there's there's some good early foot in there, and I think that could help Math Wizard too. It could, but you know, uh, when I'm looking at these horses, they don't necessarily, you know, like War Story. We know, you know, kind of likes to come from off the pace. Uh, Pluque, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Pluque parfait. <laughs> Beats Closer, me. I flunked. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, Ron Columbia is a speed horse. He prefers to run on the lead. Math Wizard from off of it. Tenfold is a closer. Forewarned is a closer. Um, actually, the the horse that seems to do better when he goes longer is Moto. No. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which is very, no, well, no, it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, he's never raced at Charlestown before, but, um, Ron Pellucci did win the classic um, in the past, so he did. Actually, you know I think it was uh, who was the horse that he won with? I thought it was War Story, but War Story no. has never won here. No. It was it was somebody with a similar name that he ended up dissolving the partnership. I think it was with Imaginary yeah. Stable, who have War Story I think in so, it. Yeah, yeah, because uh, this yeah. horse ran no. third to Run Into Love You last year, but uh, yeah. yeah and- you know, the horses raced 43 times and won 20. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive. I, 
you know, I was I at his know, last uh, race. He, he he looked great. And Ron Pellucci told me before the race, he said, John, I can't explain it, but he said, he's training now like he was a three-year-old. And he told me that. And if it wasn't for Ron, the horse pro- would have gone off way more than four to one, I think. <laughs> you, know, as you know, he's not shy about going yeah. to the window. But, uh, well, that's a breakdown. I, I did want to get to the Charlestown Oaks again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's seven furlongs, but as Tom stated, uh, it will be a two-turn race, unlike a, a, a lot of them. And, hey, Tom Law just said imperative. I just got a text. It was imperative. Horse. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you, Tom. Yeah. I appreciate it. At least we know we got one listener out there. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Charlestown Oaks, two turns, seven furlong. Again, the Safi Joseph uh, tried the blinkers on Tonalist Shape, who I just thought was a monster earlier this year. And uh, it tried the blinkers uh, when they went to Saratoga for the Coaching Club American Oaks. It was a bad experiment. Also checked. So blinkers off. Tonalist shape's going to be there. This uh, wicked whisper. Uh, can you throw out the last two races? I don't know, but it's certainly got a lot of class with a grade one win. Uh, again, that was one. She was two. And then hopeful growth, I think, is the interesting horse here. Uh, who, from a speed figure, uh, is. Is, is above this group. And also we're talking about blinkers earlier. Uh, we'll wear the blinkers. And, and when she put the blinkers on, she looked awful impressive in the mammoth Oaks. Yeah. You know, um, uh, she drew post 10, which is the outside post here. There, it's a pretty long run into the first turn, but still when you have some speed horses inside of your Charlestown, um, you know, the um, the stretch gets very shorter when you're running into that turn. So I'm going to be curious to see what she does. She's, you know, a, she's not a speed horse, so maybe she'll be able to grab some, you know, like a really, really good early spot and, and not be too far back but not too close to the pace. There is a lot of speed in here. Um, gifted heart, um, you know, who's been – sprinting in her entire career. Um, you know, she has speed from the nine. Lindsay's lucky lady who was claimed for $75,000, which is interesting. And then she shows up in this spot. Um, I'm pretty sure Robert Hess is coming here with, you know, with some pretty good horses in the past for stakes. She's fast. You know, what? I think maybe burn. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Um, from the two hole. I, you know, she looks like a horse that um, probably would get really good early position. Um, she's fine at the distance, and, um, and you know, she's mo- she might be moving up in class. I'm really not sure this particular race. I think it's pretty evenly matched. But um, you know, JD Acosta, uh, one of the one of the top local riders, is riding her, and I think uh, maybe she would be the one to beat with a good trip. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. A lot of speed in there. Six lifetime starts, four wins, and a uh, second place. So not bad at all. Well, Tom, I'm not sure if you had a chance to look at some of the undercard, but we, uh, we well, we got about two minutes left here. The dance to Bristol, 150,000, Phillies and mares, 
And my note here is this is a race wide open for a long shot, even though there's only seven horses in there. There's no such thing as a sure thing, though Brad Cox brings in a bit of both. That is the name of the horse uh, who looks like he's getting favoritism at nine to five. But, yeah, you can't toss out the uh, Tom Amos off a recent claim for uh, Joe Politti, who he trained Saragani Empress for. <clears throat> he got Asmussen in town. Would please flatter me. And that Safi Joseph, he's going up to bat again with uh, Queen Nakia. Um, what do you make of this uh, seven horse field? Well, uh Lady TNT won the Charlestown Oaks last year, but she was in much better form coming into the Charlestown Oaks than she is coming into this race. Um, you know, she's a speed horse, but, you know, Joe Sharp ships her in. Uh, J.D. Acosta did ride her in the Charlestown Oaks, which is interesting. And, yeah. um, and he's back on now. Um, I would think if she is, um, you know, if she's, ready to roll, I think this two would have a really, really good shot in this race. Um, please flatter me. Uh, you know, she was uh, really good early in her career. Um, uh, lately, not so much. Uh, she did run second at Churchill. Um, uh, you know what? I, I just have a feeling that Lady TNT will run a really, really big race here um, because she's coming back here. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, she's I like you said, and, yeah, you know, same jockey. Love this track. Uh, going seven. This race is seven, and currently, ladies and gentlemen, five to one on the early line. Well, Tom, thank you for joining us. Uh, sure. Be careful. Be careful on your ride. From what I understand, uh, uh, the. the current storms aren't going to get your way so i hope we have a fast track i hope you have a safe trip and take my advice when you're west virginia uh just pass on the river rafting okay all right thanks man. <laughs> all right say hi to karen right. for me thanks for being with us tom i'll see you all right yeah. Okay, and the Charlestown races will be on Horse Racing Radio Network live. We just got that today. So uh, uh, if you have to be someplace and you can't see it, at least you will be able uh, to uh, listen to it. Well, uh, coming up next, uh, I know we got at least one person listening to the show because Tom Lamaro wins the uh, six-pack of Coke and a wristband from Howe Jewelers for coming up with Imperative as the Ron Pellucci horse that once won at uh, Charlestown in the Classic. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back, we're going to talk to a man who, when he's at the spa, he is the law. I'm talking about Tom Law, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? 
you can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite guests on the show at the spa. He tis the law. He is Tom Law. Tom, I'm, I'm going to uh, cut short your uh, extended intro uh, tonight, uh, though it is available uh, for anybody. We can get you a framed edition. Just contact uh, winningponies.com and you will get the true story of Tom Law at Saratoga. Tom, how are you? Yeah, we, we should skip the long intro. You actually sent me a, a printed version of it a while ago, so I, uh, you know, I have my own framed version. <laughs> Very good. Now, um, you, uh, at, at one point in time, this is held in high esteem for me, uh, you, you won the Red Smith Award, and I had Jay Privman on last week. Uh, he is, has won the red smith uh multiple times what i didn't realize until jay pointed it out to me last week is they've discontinued that award uh yeah from what i understand they have which is uh, a little disappointing you know for for the, those of us that kind of put a lot into writing about the derby every year um yeah i think I, it's been discontinued for quite a while from my understanding uh which is unfortunate yeah i did i did win it uh for the story I wrote about Funny Side back in 2003. Uh, so, you know, a little tie-in with this year's uh, Kentucky Derby with Sacatoga guys and Barkley Tag going for the Derby with another New York bred. Uh, it's the law, who I, I heard you mention earlier. And, uh, yeah, it's a bummer that they don't have the Red Smith Award. You know, maybe it's one of those things that the National Turf Riders and Churchill need to kind of come together and try to get them to rev it back up because we have a, a Freakness Riding Award and a Belmont Riding Award. Yeah, hey, I'll pitch in, or I'll get you know, I'll, I'll get a GoFundMe page going or something uh, to make sure you guys get a plaque. I mean, what does it cost to give out an award? And who sponsored it in the past? I don't even know. I'd, 
Churchill Downs probably just sponsored it. You know, I don't know that there was a, a ton of a ton of uh, expense. I mean, beyond maybe sort of hiring some judges and kind of giving them a stipend or something like that. Nah, um, come on. You know, yeah. Those of us that I love mean, the game do that for free. Exactly. I know. Yeah, I have a ju- I have a julep cup uh, that that signifies that I won it. Um, somewhere in my house here, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, I don't necessarily need the award itself. It's kind of cool to, to just win it, you know? And, I thought it was great. You know, I mean, even Tom yeah. Archdeacon, uh, who I think is a fantastic writer, he's not known for his turf writing, but he's mm-hmm. an excellent sports writer. Uh, he's won numerous national awards. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he won he won the award uh, himself, you know, and he writes for the Dayton Daily News. Yeah. But, uh, so w- where are you going to be Saturday? Are you going to Racing City Brewing Company or what? Where will you be? <laughs> Saturday of the dirt next Saturday. No, I'm going to be right here in Saratoga. Uh, I'll be at the uh, at the racetrack uh, covering the races. There's been a, a, a handful of small group of media that's been allowed on the ground to, to cover the races, uh, myself included, for the whole meet. Uh, been been going strong. I think I think we spoke uh, maybe after opening day or, or pretty close to it from from yeah. my memory. It feels we like. Did. Three years ago, yeah, um, it's uh, it's been a grind, but yeah, I'm going to be here. Uh, I, I was thinking about going to the Kentucky Derby for a while. Um, I, I'm, I've missed three. This will be the third one I've missed actually since '97. Um, some of those years was kind of the early years when I first moved back to New York from from Lexington, including the first year. So I kind of give myself a pass on that one. I, I missed American Pharaoh in 2015, which is regrettable but i saw his other wins um yeah i was kind of toying with the idea of going and i've been back and forth all along and i kind of finally made the decision to stay and stick it out and stick it out for the rest of the saratoga meet i'm kind of the the lone uh, wolf up here we got a very limited staff so uh sean and joe have, have stayed home for the meet and we're we're kind of doing our our paper from afar our digital paper from afar so uh, it made a lot of sense for me to just stay here and finish it out. Wow, those guys are great writers. Uh, in the most recent edition of Saratoga Special, if you scroll down to like the last uh, story, it's uh, Sean Clancy's Cup of Coffee. Tom, it, 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 I got misty-eyed reading his comments that you gave him um, <clears throat> that yeah. uh, every minute, hour and day at Saratoga this year, you're reminded that it's nothing like the place you grew up and nothing like the place where your interest in racing was born. Uh, it's a beautiful segment of that cup of coffee thing. And, uh, it, it kind of brings together the feelings that you've had about this meet. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to sound like such a downer because I know that so many people, uh, would you know beg, borrow, and steal to to get in to actually see the races in person and to see the horses. So I, I do I do feel very fortunate that I've been able to do that, and you know it's been great to see some really great horses and some really kind of cool races. But you know the whole the whole thing just kind of lacks uh, so much. You know, there's the place gets so much energy from the crowd and and from you know, the crowd cheering during the stretch run. And, and, and really one of the things I miss the most is, is the crowd when the horses come back, you know, like when, when there's an, an, an awesome winner and, 
you know, like the Whitney winner comes back or the Travers winner, like Tizawa comes back to the winner circle and they would just get, they would just have received just a, a hearty uh, ovation from the crowd. And that's just gone, you know, and it's just, it has a sort of a hollow feel. It kind of almost every day feels very similar to the previous day. I mean, today was, today was one of the most different days we've had up there almost the whole meet only because it was kind of cloudy and a little rainy and kind of overcast the whole day. Every other day has been, the weather's been spectacular. Um, so, you know, it just goes to show you what kind of year 2020 is. It would have been just a great year for attendance and, and beautiful weather and, and warm and sunny. And today was a little bit different. So it did feel a little bit different today, but I think, like I said, in that, in, in Sean's piece, uh, you know, walking every, every time I come up to the track, I always think, you know, I, I'm kind of energized and, and, and like I said, I, I really enjoy the process and I like, I like writing about it. I like, I like doing it. I like being there, but in a lot of ways I, I don't really like it um, just because, because, because of how different it feels and, and how sort of sad it is that we have to have this going on and everything that's going on in our country and all kinds of problems. And I think that's, that's, that's like the backdrop to it all. And, and yet here we go. We're running these races day after day. Um, but yeah, there's been so many cool performances by some, some neat horses and, you know, horsemen winning their first races up here and jockeys doing their thing. And it's, it's been missed by the on, live on track crowd. Uh, unfortunately, I know a lot of people are tuning in and, and, and wagering on it for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it, it has a, a very strange feel. I, you know, I, I, I tell people this all the time. I say, I do words for a living. And uh, I've had the hardest time sort of putting it into putting it into words. And I'm glad that Sean and Joe kind of write the columns that they write because um, they can really put that into words a little bit better than I can. I, 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 I can cover the races and preview the races and, and do the occasional sort of personal type column. But uh, that's really their strength for sure. Not that they can't do the other things, too. But, uh, yeah, I've had, a, I've had a hard time sort of putting it all into words and maybe, maybe one day I'll be able to a little bit better than I have lately. Well, <clears throat> I do want to remind everybody, I, I hope you already uh, logged on and get the emails uh, for subscription for free from Saratoga special uh, mm -hmm. is that uh, there are going to be one, two, three, four more editions coming out. Uh, we, we've got one coming out uh, this Saturday. Uh, we've got one coming out on Tuesday, Wednesday, with, with yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday and Saturday, yeah, yeah, and then and then uh, uh, Derby Day. You got the mm -hmm. Woodford, uh, the Prioress, the Glens Falls, the Jim Dandy, and then, of course it's Derby Day, and that'll and that'll be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at Saratoga with no crowd watching the Derby, and then there is a a, a season wrap up uh, that will be very interesting on September twelfth. So uh, if you're not a subscriber, become one. It's easy. You just go to the Saratoga Special, right, and say you want to be on their email list. That's right. You go to saratogaspecial.com or you go to thisishorseracing.com, which is where we we have been putting a lot of content that might have appeared in the paper. Uh, throughout the meet, we've kind of put some, we do selections and we do some other stable tour stuff uh, on our website uh, throughout the meet on days when we're not doing a digital edition. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you sign up, uh, you can get the digital edition email delivered right to your inbox and uh, you're off to the races and reading it, hopefully, uh, you know, the night before. Even, you know, so you can wait until the morning. Typically, when well, we finish, uh, we've been finishing around midnight. 
the night before, so you can get an early start on the next day's races. Well, not only are there great riders like yourself and the Clancy brothers, but there's also some things you do on the Saratoga special uh, worth repeating and, uh, you know, different names that are going to be running and the connections to them and things like that, that, uh, you know, I, I, I just love, you know, just adds a little levity to the whole thing. Names of the day, by the numbers, uh, things like that. If people don't understand what I'm saying about go get the Saratoga special and start reading it. Exactly. Yeah, right. I mean, we, try to, we try to keep it fun, you know. I mean, this game is fun, and that's, that's why we do it. You know, we do it because we love it, uh, just like you. And, uh, you know, when it becomes a grind, it's, uh, that's when we realize maybe maybe our time is up and we need to stop doing it. That's, what, that's what's good about Saratoga. It has a beginning and it has an end. Uh, I think it keeps our energy level high, and, and I think – you know, I think as, as sort of sad and sort of strange as this year's meet has been, uh, you know, self-promoting, I guess, I would say that I think our Saratoga specials have been better than ever. Uh, you know, half as many issues a week, but, you know, the content is like twice as good. I mean, we have more time to work on stuff and uh, really dedicate, um, you know, all our resources to it. And it, it's turned out well. I'm, I've been very happy with it. Well, uh, tip of my cap. Tom Law and the Clancy Brothers. Well, let's see. Uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left, Tom, but uh, we do have some good racing on the card on Saturday. And uh, the uh, the forego, seven furlong race, grade one. And um, it's uh, interesting. Uh, you've got uh, just a horse that I've really admired. He's, he's a grinder, and that's Whitmore. Uh, $3.1 million. He's a geld, seven-year-old gelding, and he's still got it. Uh, no stranger to Saratoga. Just uh, meet after, just got beat in the grade one Alfred Vanderbilt uh, after breaking through the gate and being a little fractious earlier. And then right behind him was Mind Control, who's also in this field. And we can't leave out, uh, you know, Ferenz Fire and true timber uh, both of these horses have already earned a million dollars in their career it's a pretty star-studded field absolutely yeah whitmore won the forego back in 2018 uh so he's back uh you know that same year he finished second to roy h in the breeders cup uh sprint he's running the breeders cup sprint several times and he ran a good race the other day for uh for breaking through the gate he's already here uh saw him the other day kind of doing his thing. Uh, yeah, you mentioned True Timber, uh, Calumet Farm has three horses in the race. Uh, Everfast, who was uh, second in the second in the Preakness back in uh, War of Will when he won it in 2019. He's uh, he's done well. He won allowance race here early in the meet. And Lexitonian, who was scratched at the gate of the of the Vanderbilt and shipped out to California and just got, barely got beaten, the Bing Crosby. So I think Jack Sisterson and Calumet are going to be tough in here. Uh, I can't pick against my man Whitmore. That's uh, he's one of my favorites. You know, you're not supposed to play favorites, but he's a he's a cool dude, and uh, you know, just kind of a uh, you know, pick his lunch pail up and and get to work. And you know, he's he's breaking from the inside. You know, we'll have to see. He had the one hole last time. He got the two this time. Bigger field and, and seven eighths is, is not a problem for him. He's done. He's, he's won at seven prongs before. So I'm on Whitmore again. All right. All right. Well, uh, we got two minutes left, Tom, and I, I do want to get uh, to your other grade one on Saturday, uh, and that's the Sword Dancer, very prestigious race. And this one, again, 
it's hard to put a ring around any one horse because it's very talent-laden. Uh, you know, I'm going to go a little bit maybe against the grain. I'm not exactly sure what his morning line price is, but I like Highland Sky in here, the one horse. Uh, Barkley tag, uh, of course, going to go for the Derby in a little more than a week's time. Source ran really well in the Bowling Green. He was finishing. He, had, he you know, was making his third start off a layoff. Uh, he's a nice grass horse, old gelding, gets it done, you know, loves the distance. They'll love the mile and a half. Some of these other ones have been running, kind of beating up on each other. On each other, Maybe he's a little bit fresher than them. Uh, and, and I look for him to get the job done, maybe at a big price. Well, I like the horse that uh, it's hard to say who will be the favorite in here. But uh, I, I do notice that uh, uh, Tom Albert Traney, uh, has Sadler's yeah. Joy in there, and he took a very similar route to almost winning this race last year. Uh, he came into town, uh, ran a, a bang-up race in the Bowling Green, which uh, Sadler's Joy did win, but was yeah. DQ'd for bothering horses at the 16th pole. And so he's using the Bowling Green as as as, as the prep for this race, and I got a minute to get out of here. But uh, anyhow, the, I, I'm going to kind of look at him because I like the way Tom's bringing this horse in, into the race, but I'm certainly going to have Tom Law's pick Highland Sky in there. Well, Tom, always, yeah. There you go. Always great catching up with you. Uh, sorry, it was such a whimsical meet, uh, but you've put it into wonderful words in the Saratoga special, and I will be reading your last four editions of 2020. Absolutely. It's, it's still Saratoga. It's still better than just about anywhere else you can be. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. We've been talking with Tom Law. I want to thank, uh, Tom Lamar for, for joining us and, uh, I just hope you all have a great week racing all over the place. want to thank uh, those guys and uh, thank Jason, my producer. I'm getting out of here in time this week. I'm John Engelhart. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week, and may your photos always be winners.